Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Todd. Yes, Nick. I had a client ask the following question. What do my emotions mean about me? Mm. What do they mean? Yeah. The search for meaning. Man's search for meaning. What do our emotions mean about us? Um, I thought this was an interesting question. Um, What do you think? I I have a spiel about this that I talk to, I think, all my clients about. Um, But I I really feel like emotions um, just, they tell us, they inform us about um, things that we care about, things that we value, basically. I I don't know beyond that. Uh, you know, we, we might have to explore the word meaning here because meaning gets a little tricky. Um, but I like to use the analogy that uh, emotions are kind of like gauges in your car on your dashboard. That emotions just kind of tell you something about the the inner workings of your car or, or of your person, basically. That, that, you know, if you're sad, it's it's a sign that you've lost something, probably. And that's about it. You know, it doesn't elaborate on, I I think a lot of people misconstrue emotions or conflate emotions with moral or ethical judgments. And that's dangerous, I think. I think more than anything, emotions are there to kind of help us understand the things that we care about, if that makes sense. I like that. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what's an example of that? Um... You've, you know, if, if your kid is struggling in school, let's say, um, or with some relationships at school, and they come home and they're very sad and they're, they're kind of torn up and crying about how so-and-so has offended them or what's going on, um, you're going to feel sad, right? That's yep. a, a natural emotion is to feel concern for your, your child and then sad as an emotional result, probably. And that sadness is unpleasant. I'll give you that. But all it really means is that something or someone you care about is suffering and you feel in response to that. So it all it really says in that moment is that your child is suffering and you don't like that because you're a parent and you love that kid. That's all it means. As opposed to what? Like, I, 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 as usual, I think you're right um, <laughs> that there's it, it's emotions are actually kind of boring in one sense, <laughs> just, just like your, your kind of gauges on your, your dashboard mm-hmm. in a way are mm-hmm. kind of boring, important, but kind of boring, really important, but really boring. Yeah, I would agree. But, but what do you think? So this client of mine who said like, but what do emotions mean? Mm. Like, what do you, and then maybe this gets to the question of the word mean meaning. What, what do you, what do people mean when they talk about meaning? I, I think that's them conflating morality or ethics or value or, or internal value with an emotion, you know, I, so, so go back to the, the example of the, the, um, the parent who sees their kid who's struggled during school and they start to feel sad and they think, but what does this mean about me that I feel so sad? What do you, what do you think they're, they're getting well, at this? That? This means I'm, you know, unstable or I'm melodramatic or that I dramatize everything. I'm always sad because, you know, um, 
Yeah, or I see this with people who are anxious sometimes. You know, my anxiety means that I'm unstable, that I'm incapable of handling situations, that I'm not smart enough, or people who get angry are evil. And, you know, there's this this moral kind of conflation that happens with emotions that's really bullshit. Oh, so there's a judgment there. Yeah. Like, it's bad that I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a okay. moral judgment that, that the anger is a sign that I'm you know, whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And, and people come in with all sorts of presentations like that. I think that's right. I think when people say, but what does this mean? I think people have this like prophetic sense that their emotions are signs of something, something big and kind of mysterious and maybe moral. Right. Well, I think it's all moral. Most of it's because it's it's kind of an, you're, you're intuiting then at some level that you shouldn't feel certain things at certain times and or that you know I, I had a client one time who came in and told me that for the past couple of weeks he'd been really sad hadn't been able to go to work was really struggling you know couldn't concentrate all these things um when i asked him anything different happened in the last couple of weeks in your life he said yeah my spouse passed away oh and i just kind of looked at him for a minute and thought how do you think you should feel right now? Well, I should be back at work and I should be able, you know, I should be, and it was it's really interesting. He was sad, but had judged that as kind of a weakness, that he shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't be sad. I should be able to kind of get back into the swing of things and maybe it was three weeks or a month, but he really genuinely thought, I'm torn up about this. I shouldn't be. What's wrong with me? You know, what's wrong with me that I'm still sad? What does this mean about me? It means I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm weak, basically, was his. Um, I That makes a lot of sense to me because I've often thought that in a lot of ways, the, the kind of original sin, so to speak, that gets people into difficult emotional situations is that they they conflate feeling bad with being bad. Exactly. Right? So that because something feels bad, it's sad, I'm worried, I'm afraid, I'm anxious, you know, whatever, that that means something is wrong. Mm. Like, and and it's odd that it's the aversive kind of feeling emotions. Like nobody likes to feel scared, angry, sad. Well, we can argue some of those, but nervous, you know, anxious. Those aren't pleasant emotions to feel. You know, um, those get the judgments. Whereas joy, happiness, surprise. We don't sit there and go, "What's wrong with me that I'm surprised right now?" You know, or, or "What's wrong with me that I'm so happy right now?" We we don't do that. Well, but I think we sometimes we err in the other direction. We we because we feel good, we assume that something is good. Ah, okay, okay, right? Like because wait, do you question that though? Because it seems like the no, I think we should question it more. But in um, what I'm saying is, in both cases, I don't know that it's a good idea to assume that because something feels good it means it is good or because something feels bad it means it is bad yes I think that you're seems right. back <laughs> to mean, the original sin. maybe that's well <laughs> here's the thing intellectually that sounds obvious I, I would think to just about everyone um to you and i and anyone listening to this but i think it's amazing how i think it's amazing how often i make that mistake in my own life and i spend all day every day talking about that issue with people and helping other people to see that so i think we we make that subtle mistake a lot conflating yeah, value or um, I want to. I don't want to call it value, but feeling with that. Yeah, feeling with that. I guess value or right or wrong or 
Or, yeah. Yeah, I want to say morality or some some kind of yeah morality judgment. You know, because this feels good, it is good in a moral sense. Like, right. Yeah. Well, and I think be- and it's not surprising because I think in a very crude sense we're kind of wired that way are you know you have pain receptors so that you don't so that something really terrible doesn't happen to your you know so if you touch a hot stove the reason you feel pain is so that you take your hand off the stove mm-hmm. and don't prevent further damage right yeah. um so there there is a very crude system very primitive system in the body that result revolves around kind of pain and pleasure wh- that kind of leads you towards or away from generally good or bad things you know but that's you know when you when you eat you know you eat food and it tastes yummy that's your body trying to prevent starvation to keep you alive to by by eating more but that it's such a basic rudimentary system that to extrapolate all the way up to you know every time something feels good it is good to do more of it or anytime something feels bad it means i should do less of it when you see kids kind of do that um I reminded of a little kid I was around who would, he'd get hurt by something and then he would kick it, you know, to, to, you know, he'd, he'd be hurt, but then he'd just kind of say, I hate this thing, you know, whether it's a hot stove or whatever. And he'd just get mad. You know, there's like this thing in his head that says, I hate that thing where the stove hasn't done anything wrong. You know, the stove's not good or bad. It just is a stove. Yeah. It's like getting mad at your fuel gauge for lighting up because you're low on gas. <laughs> right, and punching it. <laughs> right, and yeah, punching yeah. it. But that's sort of what we do when right. we invalidate our own emotions. Or we, we get conflate sad, that, yeah. And then we start punching ourselves for being sad. Yeah, or or um, I, I see with this a lot with anxiety. Like there's this like, stop being anxious, you know, and it only makes anxiety worse. But it's like, what is wrong with me that I'm anxious? And you just see the anxiety climb, you know, because... There's this conflation with some kind of moral judgment about it. Well, and that's a, this is so prevalent, I think, but it's important. It's really important to understand that if you, you're always kind of training your brain, you're always teaching your brain something. And so if your brain sends off a little signal that says, Hey, this thing over here might be a little bit dangerous. And then you see that signal and go, Oh shit. The signal's going off the signal you're training your brain to be afraid of its own signal, which is a super dangerous thing to do. If you, if you train your brain to be afraid of its own emotions, you're going to have emotions, which means you are guaranteed to have a lot of distress all the time. If you, so when you treat your emotions like problems, you're training your own brain to think of your emotions like problems and to react as if they are problems which creates this really gnarly vicious cycle. Right. Well, it's it's like seeing your your fuel gauge go to half and then just putting a big piece of duct tape over it cuz you don't <laughs> like that it's at half, right? It's like no you're no that's not the point. <laughs> the emotion is just telling you something that hopefully you can respond to appropriately then, but it doesn't mean that the gauge itself is bad. To make this analogy be better, it, it would have to be as if you lived you drove in a car where if your fuel gauge gets close to empty, you get a little electric shock. Because <laughs> we feel emotions, right? Right. Or if the fuel gauge moves, you, yeah, it's you wired to you your seat. You feel your gauges in yeah. your car. But, but that's part of the reason why we're tempted to do that, I think, with our own emotions is because they, they hurt mm-hmm. a lot of the, the negative They're ones unpleasant. Anyway. They're unpleasant. Yeah. 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 And so we want to get rid of them. But the fact that they hurt is... It's kind of an accident of our biology. Well, it's in the design, right? It's it's a classic, like, you know, unless this feels this way, it doesn't have the same 
functional impact sometimes and to help clients recognize the functional um, utility of emotion is the idea. Well, but also that sometimes emotions are functional. Like if you're out hiking and you see something that, you know, looks like a bear and you hear a huge growl, like you're going to feel afraid, which is, that's pretty functional. That's your brain telling you get out of there. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But a a lot of times you hear something, you, you know, I use this example a lot. You're, you're walking down a path and you, you see a dark squiggly line 20 yards ahead of you on the path and you feel a little fear. Well, then, then you walk a little closer and you realize it's a shadow or it's a stick. So your, your emotions are giving you information, but that doesn't mean they're always right. And that's maybe where the car dashboard metaphor breaks down a little bit. But, like, but I would argue the emotion is still right there. It's just saying pay attention. It's not saying run. It's not saying, you know, it's just saying we're out here in the middle of the woods where things, that squiggly lines can be these other things. So I don't think it's assigned, uh, I think the emotion... I tell my clients all the time, never get in a fight with your thoughts or your emotions. You'll lose every time. Your emotions are what they are, you know? And, and to, but to be able to recognize like, oh, this anxiety I'm feeling when I see this squiggly line doesn't mean I'm in danger, doesn't mean I have to run, doesn't, it just means, oh, pay attention to that. Make sure it's cool. Because it might be dangerous. Because there's a possibility. But don't run away. Don't, you know, throw rocks at it. Just kind of look at it. Make sure. You know, everything's cool and move on. It doesn't mean, oh my God, the day's over because that thing is dangerous. Okay, but what if you're hiking along and you hear a um, a sudden rattling sound right underneath your feet? Should you just like kind of stop and look around a little bit or should you just bolt? Well, I think your reflex would be to jump in one direction, right? Because your ears are going to automatically know which directions it's coming from. That's the way our ears are kind of programmed. Um, and you will probably have a, a sudden start, you know, to your parasympathetic nervous system, and you'll kind of jump probably, which is all adaptive. It doesn't mean necessarily that you are in danger or that that thing is a rattlesnake. It just means you're hearing a rattling sound. I don't, it could be, who knows. But I think the mistake would be to interpret that as, as in, um, I've been bitten. I've got a, you know, who knows what that thing is. It's just a little baby lying around the path, rattling its rattle. <laughs> or or a plastic bag in a bush that's getting wind blown across it. I've heard things like that where I'm like, whoa, what is that? And it's more, more often than not, it's just something weird that you haven't heard, right? But you're going to react to it. Your body's going to protect you. You're, you have anxiety for a reason. The misinterpretation is if I, let's say that happened and then I jump and then later I'm like, I'm such a coward. You know, the fact that I jump like that means I'm a coward and I'm worthless. I'm not brave and I got to just quit hiking altogether because it just shows me what a coward I am. I like your nervous Nelly voice, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) I need to do that more often. (laughs) So what, okay, maybe this is a little. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Okay. I want to try and reconcile our positions. Maybe the idea is that information is kind of morally agnostic. It's neutral. Like the idea that like, Hey, you should pay attention. It, it it doesn't become, yeah, information can't be right or wrong, right? What you do can be right or wrong it, depending on your interpretation. Yeah, of that information. exactly. But the information itself, and that's all emotions in, in a way, that's kind of what we're saying is that emotions are just sending you raw information, which inherently is not good or bad, right? It, 
you know, that information, who knows, depending on the, like you said, the context, is it, a, is it a wrapper in, in the, you know, in the bush or is it a rattlesnake? Um, but yeah, it's, it's your interpretation of it, which potentially colors it. Um, so does that, do you think that works? Does that reconcile our positions that uh, thinking of emotions as information? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think <clears throat> I took issue because you were, it sounded like you were saying, that um, your 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 emotions could be wrong or misguided, um, and I don't think your emotions are ever wrong. They're never right either. They're just information yeah. about. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So m- maybe the way to think about it is your if if your brain is tell- is sending you a fear signal because you hear a strange noise while you're hiking, that that may not end up being useful to you right right right. i see what you're saying i see what you're saying Um, yeah that that noise doesn't necessarily mean threat right yeah right and it's up to you to determine that and i think that's what happens a lot with anxiety maybe especially is that anxiety gets interpreted as fear you know like uh anxiety means pay attention focus fear is there is a threat present and you need to rally your resources to address it I think those two emotions get confused a lot, especially with anxiety. Yeah, but that's hard because that depends on how you define fear and anxiety. But sure, we can get into that <laughs> or semantical not. argument or not. <laughs> but no, I, I think there's a lot of misinterpreting emotion and a lot around some kind of moral judgment. Right, which is why I, I feel like I do spend a lot of time in therapy and as a therapist trying to show people that emotion is boring like it's like what what it's like what does it mean that my low fuel light went off well it means you lo- you're low on fuel mm-hmm. i don't, I don't think it, it means anything else that's more all. than that yeah right yeah um and that's kind of a, when emotions go off so to speak right it doesn't it's it's dangerous to read too much into your emotions yeah well, and some some emotions have a little bit more, you know, like, okay, the low fuel gauge, it means you're low on fuel, and if you want to keep going, you're going to probably have to put fuel in the car. If you feel guilt, it means that you have possibly violated some kind of expectation of another person or a contract that you had with them, and you probably want to repair it. It doesn't mean you're a lousy individual with no potential for a future or... Whatever it is, it just means like, oops, made a mistake. Let's make up for that. That's it. Well, and may- maybe the way to sum this, uh, to kind of wrap this together, is that the mistake, the mistake of wrapping your emotions up in too much meaning, is that when people do that, they tend to personalize. Right. That this, the fact that I experience this m- emotion means something like core and fundamental about, about me. me. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like, just like when you're, you know, when you're. Um, fuel light goes off like it doesn't mean anything about you it means like your car will stop working eventually if you don't put more fuel in it mm-hmm. right but it's not so i yeah i don't know I, I yeah boring yeah i think i think i think i i like that idea like teaching your clients that r- emotions are relatively boring they don't and, mean all that much and kind of mechanical yep not and automatic not mystical yeah. mechanical and they just are what they are and and the best you can do, I think, is work on 
the expression of emotion rather than worry about the experience because the experience really isn't up to you. Right. And, and even your degree of controlling your emotions. I think that's another one where you, I, th- I actually I like the car analogy for this, that it, emotions are not, your steering wheel is not an emotion. Your shifter, your brake pedal is not an, they're not things you can manipulate directly. It's like the fuel. You can't do anything to the fuel light. You can yell at it till you're blue in the face, but that's not going to do anything to your fuel light going off. And that's the same with your emotions, I think. Like they're not, they're not directly manipulatable. No. But we sure like to try. Oh, yeah. And, and that's brutal, right? I mean, I, I think I see more problems with people trying to control their emotions, you know, will themselves out of sadness, anxiety. And it, it tends to just make whatever it is worse. Right. Because of what we talked about before, you, you're basically te- you're teaching your brain this thing is bad. This thing that it does on its own is bad. And that I shouldn't be feeling it. And then there's all yeah. sorts of judgments that come up. Because if you shouldn't be feeling it, then the next question is, well, what's wrong with me that I am? And there's a rabbit hole that you can go down for a long time. It's just awful. And really doesn't produce anything functional for you. Yeah. I so, feel like we, uh, speaking of rabbit holes, did we get off the initial question? No. Uh, what do my emotions mean <laughs> no. about me? I think we're still on there. <laughs> right. So your emotions, what do they mean about you? They they mean that you're encountering your environment and, and nothing more. And you're, you're far better off worrying about your expression of emotion than the experience mm. of emotion. Okay, wait, I want to go back to that phrase in a second. But maybe the way to reframe this is that they don't mean... Emotions usually mean more about your environment than they mean about you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is interesting because they're very internal. Emotions feel very internal, which it's easy then to make the assumption that they, their object is something internal too. But I think often our emotions are kind of signaling to look outward somewhere else. Yeah. What do you think about that? Maybe that's a stretch. No, I understand what you're saying. I, I've also just had the thought, though, that your emotions are also kind of a product of your interpretation of your environment sometimes. Yeah, but but in either case, those that's not you fundamentally. It's the combination of your perception right. of your environment, environment which yeah. is both, kind, those are both kind of external things. But the I think the mistakes usually come about when you make your emotions mean something about you Right. Internally, like something fundamental about who you are. Yeah, yeah. Or just some conflating it with some kind of moral judgment. Right. You don't have a defective car because your fuel gauge goes off. It just means you don't. You need more gas. Or it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't mean your car is a piece of crap. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's actually doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, everything's working fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That answered the question. I think. Sounds pretty good to me. I don't know what people are going to think about it. But. <laughs> hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.